We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Have you tried doing your own podcast? Is it too time-consuming? Partner with us at Grow Lincoln and we'll help you out. Between our two shows, we have a built-in audience of thousands of people and can push those podcasts out for you. Message us on Facebook or Twitter for more information. And this segment is possible today because of Nebraska Green Sorghum Board, Nebraska Prep Equipment, and our newest sponsor, Lower Platte South Natural Resource District. Coming up on the show, purchasing a commercial building in 2023, interest rates and those other things that you need to know. We're going to talk to Todd Furosik from Union Bank, and they are doing a big deal downtown. I think we're going to hear a little bit about that move across the street. Yeah. Uh, and we're also going to talk to Rachel Barr. She'll be coming in and talking to us about the airport and the new company coming to Lincoln. If you're thinking about remodeling your workplace, what do construction experts believe you should include? A report by a construction management professor who wrote a paper that pertains to schools, hospitals, and office spaces. Well, Robin, let's talk about that report a little bit. Well, yes, this is really interesting. Um, And you wouldn't think that this would be, (laughs) but it was. um, Now, see, I would have. Because it affects all of us. Professor Peter Barnett, Emeritus, a construction manager professor who wrote Salford's Research Institute for the Built in Human Environment, studied the design of classrooms. And this has relevance to the way offices and hospitals should be designed Um, I actually heard about this on the Freakonomics podcast, which is a really fun business podcast to listen to. His report concludes that seven key design parameters were identified that collectively explain 16% of the variation in pupils' academic progress achieved. So in other words, there is some sort of an effect that architecture has if you trust correlational findings. 16% 16% quite a bit. 16% difference in their academic achievement. Yeah. Wow. That's significant. Um, yeah. And it's con- 16% in, the, in, in that, I don't know, industry or s- study area is considered a lot because most interventions only have a fraction of that amount when they study things like this. You said seven factors. What are the seven factors? Um, okay. Light, temperature, Air quality, and that made up for half of the 16. That made up for 8% light temperature and air quality. So those are things related to nature. Um, And then the other half is color and complexity. And complexity means stuff in the classroom that takes the plainness out of the classroom, you know, just things, objects. Like clutter, is that what they mean? Clutter, yeah. Um, And then the last was ownership. And flexibility. Now, they're not talking about buying the building. They're talking about an ability to customize the classroom with things that are unique to you, like both the teacher and the student. Kind of like when you let teenagers decorate their own bedroom and make them feel better about their little space that they have. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we've got somebody else here who's probably (laughs) way smarter than this guy. (laughs) 
in my opinion. <laughs> and whose department at the university experienced getting a new building in recent years. Welcome to the show, Dr. Eric Thompson from UNL College of Business. How are you doing? Good. Happy to be here. Well, construction management sounds like engineering, and that's really hard. So, uh, But... Uh, yeah, I, I can attest to that. So we've been lucky enough to have a new building uh, uh, for College of Business, thanks to the, the generous uh, donors uh, uh, to the to the college and the university, and uh, it really has made a difference. Uh, like the like the study you cited said, I mean the the lighting in the classrooms, the temperatures, you know, with modern equipment are always perfect. Uh, and it makes a difference, I think, for students to pay attention in class. Because they're not shivering. And But I think just <laughs> outside of class, too. You know, sometimes students have two-hour gap between classes and things like that. And I think because the building is so nice in that way with the light, with the, 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 the you know, the, the temperatures being ideal, that it just makes them want to stay and study in the building. And, and, and whenever you can do that, uh, you know, at home, it's easier to get distracted. Um, and uh, if you can keep them in the building, keep them studying, that just adds up over the course of the semester for student learning. So, so I, I can see how that has a direct correlation to business owners post-pandemic. You know, you're thinking about redoing your office space, and maybe you should think about these things. Absolutely. And, and the thing I thought about, too, was just, you know, K-12 through schools in the state. That's why some of these renovations... Yeah. Or new buildings were right. needed. Uh, it's so important because it, I bet it has a big effect there. Too. Yeah, we want to keep these students in the building because it's a nice experience. That's one factor that can make a difference. Well, good stuff. Hey, one of the things we always talk about are economic issues uh, regarding, well, a smorgasbord of different things. But why don't you talk to us about your pr predictions coming up here? Well, we, we have uh, two things that we've done recently. So we have an annual forecast for the state economy that we participate in and then uh, our monthly leading indicator. So, the uh, you know, unfortunately, with the, everything going on in the economy, our, our monthly for our uh, annual forecast does does predict a recession in the, in the United States and yeah. probably Nebraska at some point in 2023. And that's, a, you know, you hear that opinion. Other we've places, all right, accepted this, yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> but our leading indicator suggests that we think the economy will hold up at least the first part of the year. Okay. Uh, maybe not grow much, but stay out of recession. So uh, take them together. It suggests that that recession is most likely to occur kind of middle or late in the year. And, of course, we can always be hopeful that... Hopefully that it's just a, a small recession. Yeah, or that it doesn't happen. You know, people talk about a soft landing. A soft landing is when you think you're going to have a recession and you get a you catch a few breaks and you don't. Well, And, and so maybe that, that could happen. And how many you know? quarters is it that have to be down before it's officially declared a recession? Is it three? Uh, it, it is... Uh, Two quarters Two? of a broad-based decline in the economy, so more than one of the key indicators. So you don't really know you're in one until the end of quarter two, and then you've, two, you've got two months in the rearview mirror, right? Uh, yes, that's <laughs> yeah. correct. Oh, well, thanks a lot for that information. You've been listening to Dr. Eric Thompson from the UNL College of Business um, talking about their new building that they've been enjoying out there on campus and then a little bit of a... Future economic report. I'm going to make another plug for that building. If you oh, haven't like been that in building. that building, you should, and you happen to be on the campus, you should go in there. If you went to, I, you concur. If you yes. went to UNL yeah. and you haven't seen this, you got to go back home and see yeah. this. It's pretty. If you were in the nice. old CBA building, 
Yeah, this is different it's than that. It's an improvement. And they're, they're now building a, a beautiful new engineering building. As right. Well, oh, my open gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a fantastic fa facility. Coming up next, um, the airport just scored a big, big tenant. Um, what does this mean? They're bringing lots of jobs to Lincoln right at a time when we seem to be walking into a recession. We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln. 1499.3 KLIN. Near the airport, there's a new corporate headquarters for PCE Inc. on the former HTI plastic site. This is up at 5120 Northwest 38th Street. During the mid-century, that was a missile assembly facility, and Davis Design has done a retrofit. Um, consolidation of their office space and manufacturing is part of the mix of what they're doing. Always interesting stuff happening out at the airport, and we're going to find out a little bit more about that after we mention our sponsors for this segment, which is Service Master Professional Building Maintenance and University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. The debacle at Southwest Airlines over Christmas didn't just have implications for passengers. It also had implications for companies that use extra space in the bottom of airplanes to ship cargo. Uh, most people just think there's dogs and luggage down there, but sometimes there's more. <laughs> yes, there is. So in the studio, we have Rachel Barth from Lincoln Airport Authority to talk about a new cargo, I don't know, tenant that's coming to the airport. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks Pre for having me great. on. <laughs> yeah, thanks for telling us about this. We're um, Our last segment we heard, we are going into a recession mm -hmm. later this year. But you guys, bring in some jobs. We are. Um, I think 2023 is going to be the year of the Lincoln Airport. We joke that we have a lot of exciting things on the horizon. And this is just one of those big things that we've been looking forward to. So uh, as you know, the Lincoln Airport oversees 5,000 acres, 1,000 which is in our industrial park. And we have a large area over there that's just pavement. Um, you might know that area, SCCA does that um, race every summer event that they use that space. Um, so on the west side of the airport, anywhere from 24 to 30 acres, um, we have kind of set aside for a potential cargo development. And we've just been hoping that it's coming and coming and coming. And we've had little nibbles over the years. Um, but this company called Burrell Aviation approached Lincoln um, probably mid last year. And so we've been in talks with them. But I said, I, I will say it's moved very fast. Um, so kudos to our team and their team and our attorneys and um, just the help of uh, the city of Lincoln, the chamber, um, LPED, they've all been really helpful in getting this to where it's at. And that was our board members um, approved a contract with them. And so Burrell Aviation is going to be investing about $65 million into um, the Lincoln Airport. And that'll bring potentially around 300 jobs. And they're calling it a cargo hub. So we are their first airport really in the Midwest. Um, what what Burrell does is they actually come in and they develop the site. And so they market the site, they develop the site, they kind of figure out what they can build there. And then it's their job to actually go and track tenants. So think of your DHLs, um, Amazon, FedEx, UPS. Um, it could even be cold storage. Um, there's a lot of different uses, probably about seven different uses that they could have come here, depending on who's interested. But they really see Lincoln as a hub because, again, we're in the Midwest. We have 
have the long runway, which is super beneficial. So super thankful that we were able to um, work with Senator Fisher's office to make sure we keep our 13,000 foot runway because that's crucial for cargo to right. have to have that. So we really have one. We're one of their airports that has the infrastructure that's ready to go. We're we're shovel ready, which is really exciting. You know, how did they find us? Uh, did they, <laughs> you know, that that's kind of. It is interesting. From you're always honored when that happens. Yeah. yeah, it's like yes, pick Lincoln. How did you know about <laughs> us? Yeah. Were um, you googling? Yeah, <laughs> it's actually really funny because we were all like, "How did you find us?" I think actually that was my question to them: "Is why Lincoln?" Um, you know, they they called us the crown jewel, so they they quickly became my favorite. Um, I think we're the crown jewel also of airports. Um, so they there's about five thousand or so airports actually in like the United States. So sig. Significant. So how and how did they yeah. find us? Um, they they actually walked us through the process. So they started with a five thousand. They had their own criteria of what they needed. A lot of it was um, runway access. You know, is their runway long enough and wide enough? Can it handle that type of aircraft? And then they started dwindling it down from there. You know, what are some? So of the like your runway measurements are just on the web somewhere. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh yep. All that's out there. Um, they look at um, you know. Are you close to major interstates? Mm -hmm. Do you have rail access? Um, how big is your city? Um, they look at population, job employment, what airports are close to you. So one of the things that's interesting is the Wall Street Journal came out um, with an article just this past week about why regional airports are going to be so crucial to cargo. And that's because the larger airports um, are congested. You know, they're dealing with passengers, a couple million a year. They're dealing with aircraft in and out, again, for commercial. And so those cargo aircraft are kind of, they just don't have the space for them. And so they're looking to these regional airports as opportunity and we really fit their model perfectly we have the long runway we have the space on the west side we're shovel ready um so yeah they started with 5,000 airports they dwindled it down to you know 500 and then down to 50 and i think their goal is to be in about 40 airports and we just happen to make the cut so we're really excited that we're going to be part of this network of airports and um their goal, too, is maybe to even bring in international um, shipping. I mean, think about that for those international uh, cargo-type companies. They could then... Like a DHL or yep, somebody like yep, that? Yep, they yeah. could offload or they could stop in like an Anchorage, Alaska, because, you know, that's part of our... That's actually one of their airports. They can get cleared there and then fly straight in here. And then they don't have to worry about customs and all that other stuff. So it actually works out really well for them to have a hub in the Midwest. And we're just lucky that they decided to pick Lincoln. And it helps avoid that snow that we all heard about at Christmas time where the popular touristy airports are are packed the plane is full they can't, they can't even get their cargo on the plane you know it's just it's a workaround for that congestion it is and when we've known for a long time that Lincoln would be a great hub for cargo it's just we needed somebody to come in with that kind of capital and Burrell and has that build the facility and build it and, and find the actual companies that would yeah. contract with them for that kind yeah of if you work. think about it, it's really a win-win for us because we're not really it 
the Lincoln Airport isn't on the hook for anything. I mean, yeah. we were able to push this through, but we're not providing the funding to get this done. That's what Brawl is. They have the they have the, they capital, have the capital. They have the backing. They have the connections with the cargo companies and, and the investors. And so they're going to be coming in and basically build to suit. So once they lock in who that tenant is, that tenant can say, okay, I need cold storage or I need this or I need loading docks. And then they build what they need. And then from there, it's it's kind of like a land lease right now. Yeah, I was going to say, all you're yeah. really doing is providing a lease, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. A land lease. Absolutely. And and the benefit to our city is, you know, 300 plus jobs. And we're thinking maybe about a 200,000 foot building, square foot building. So it's it's really a exciting for LinkedIn. Big construction project, jobs, sales tax, um, property tax on the building. Potentially, yeah. Not, not the land, but the building. Yeah. yeah. So, well, thanks a lot for coming in, Rachel Barth from the Lincoln Airport Authority and putting in layman's terms what this is that Burl Aviation will be doing out there in the airport so we can all understand what the why this is so impactful. Coming Thank up, coming up next, um, drinking beyond the pandemic update. Got some fun things for you. And then Roger Frank will be in to talk about a question a lot of parents are struggling with. Should I save money for my retirement or for my kid's college? We'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln with Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers. This segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority and Charter Title. If you missed the last segment, we have a podcast you can listen to about the new cargo transport tenant coming to the airport and how, I mean, this was such an interesting Wall Street Journal article about this, how it's a workaround of those snafus of things that were going on at the air at Christmas time, like with Southwest Airlines and the Particularly with delays. the significantly larger airports, they have a lot more congestion. Yeah, companies are finding a way to dodge that problem like Southwest Airlines had. And speaking of Southwest Airlines, I bought some stocks from Roger Frank <laughs> from Frank Financial Services when all of that went down. So I'm I'm uh, waiting for my stocks to start rising. <laughs> that happens. Well, speaking of Roger Frank, we have him. We have him right here. How are you guys today? Yeah, and Roger, um, one question that you have been running into is parents who are wondering if they should save for their own retirement or the kids' college because both have gotten so expensive. So this this sounds like a really good thing to talk to you about today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Gen X, your parents uh, watch their kids grow up you know, from the little to graduating from high school and on to college. But they wonder if uh, college should take priority over their retirement savings. And I think if you've been thinking along those lines, there are reasons that you may want to think twice. Uh, What I found was more than 90% of American families see college as an investment in their future. Uh, And I think for most people, I think they would agree with that. Yeah, I, I but it would just seem like the costs for both have inflated to such a degree that most families are are, are having to make a choice. Absolutely. Uh, college uh, is not cheap by any means, and uh, they are going to have to make a choice of how they're going to uh, finance that. But I don't necessarily think that you have to choose between your retirement strategy or helping your kids finance college. I've had this conversation with clients over the years, and, and for me as an advisor specifically, 
I really stress that you should take care of your retirement needs first before taking care of your children's college needs. Yeah, you know, and I realize that, you know, some parents would be reluctant to saddle their kids with so much debt, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I agree uh, with that as well. Uh, and I've had parents uh, say that exact same thing. But, you know, one thing that you need to keep in mind is there is no financial aid program for retirement, and there are there's no retirement loans. So as important your child is to you, I, I do think that your whole financial lives ahead, I mean, they have your, their whole financial lives ahead of them. Uh, so I think you should focus on either providing for yourself or for your children it's wise to put yourself first, in my opinion. Your retirement strategy is starting to, starting to point, uh, I guess, in the process. So work alongside your financial professional, whoever that is. Uh, invest and save. Uh, ask about the products and practices that match your goals, risk tolerance, and time horizon you have in mind. So start with that retirement program first, and then you can maybe move on to the college planning next. Well, and I guess most people probably do feel compelled to to at least try to do a little bit of both, even if even if it isn't a whole lot of either one. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, you know, but as long as you have your priorities in place, uh, you can apply what you've learned on the retirement saving part to the college savings. Uh, and if you have the right help and that right prof- uh, financial professional. So if they help develop that strategy, uh, I think you can potentially do both rather than favor one path over the other. Yeah. Well, hey, Roger, for those who didn't know what happened in the markets this week, why don't you give us a rundown? Yeah, you know, the the month of January uh, has actually been pretty positive overall. Yes, we've had some down days, but overall it's done pretty well. And we'll see where the rest of the 11 months go for 2023. But uh, I think the Federal Reserve, uh, they meet next week. Uh, you'll hear a little bit more about interest rates. Uh, most people are thinking that it's going to be at least a quarter point increase, uh, maybe a half a percent. So we'll, we'll find that out next week. But the Dow Jones, and this is as of uh, January 26th when I looked last, the Dow Jones is up just under 2.5% for the month. Uh, the NASDAQ is up about 10%. And the standard poor's five hundred is up five point seven five percent. So, really, a good start to the year. Uh, so January's been pretty positive. Thanks a lot for that, Roger. Thanks, Roger. You're welcome. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Berthel Fisher and Company Financial Services, BFCFS member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning are independent entities. In our drinking beyond the pandemic local update, it doesn't stop. The liquor applications continue to pour forward, pour forth. Or this. See what I did there? Um, okay, now, now. Uni Place, Robin, we've got stuff happening there. At University Place, which is up on North 48th near those brand new apartments that people are starting to move into and next to the, you know, couple new restaurants um, on Layton Boulevard. Now, I don't know where I've been, nor did I know this was a thing, but Family Dollar, Family Dollar, kidding, did you know this? No. Liquor license. Yeah, you can take the family part out, I guess. Well, that's interesting. And then Risky's, we heard a little bit about that, right? Risky's. Sports Bar and Grill. And they are in 
that shopping center. They're in the shopping center there, and they've been there for a long time. Decades. Robert. Yeah. Uh, the liquor manager at Risky's has made an application under the name Little Risky's for a location at 4620 Bear Avenue. And this is near about 32nd and Superior, where Heidelberg Sports Bar was located. Yes. And I guess we were going to, they were going before the uh, Liquor Commission, and this is Robin's Little Pun. I want them to think it was of little risk. <laughs> the Lincoln Commercial Club, third floor, 200 North 11th or 11th and Q. And that's that's the Kindler Hotel Misty's Restaurant Building. That is an event center. Um, they had their first event in November 2020, a wedding. So they have come forward for a liquor license. It's a beautiful, beautiful location. It is a very nice location. Well, we need to go to a break, but when we come back, buying a commercial building in 2023, um, a lot of uh, challenges ahead with that. But we're going to talk to Todd Furosik at Union Bank and also maybe hear a little bit about some of the growth and building renovation that the Union Bank itself is doing. We'll be right back. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Get hooked on us at Grow Lincoln, that is, with your earbuds. Our podcast is on the KLIN website, and we're here to make business relevant and even fun to learn about. And this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor, Evnen, Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. That was a big merger. Big merger. That was down at the former Wells Fargo building. Oh, gee, who is in that building now? Oh, there's I some other we'll people in that building. That. I think Union Bank is in that building. It could be. They are in that building now. As a matter of fact, didn't they change the name of it? As they well should have. <laughs> um, we want to welcome our next guest from Union Bank. Oh, what a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Ferosic from Union Bank. Thanks a lot for coming on the show today. Well, thank you both, Robin and Dave, for letting me come in and talk with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, Todd, why don't you tell everybody what your responsibilities are at Union Bank? Obviously, it's talking about the 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 new move to the bank. Yeah, I mean, or they, yeah, we we charged you with that responsibility when we brought you in this morning. But yeah, what's your usual title? <laughs> well, my usual title is vice president in the commercial lending department of the bank. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot to do with the new location, but I You're will tell right. you a little bit about <laughs> what I know, which is very little. Um, but in the role uh, um, in the commercial lending department, I help. Um, our business customers provide them with solutions to best fit their needs. UBT provides owner and non-owner occupied real estate financing, commercial lines of credit, equipment financing, startup financing, and acquisition financing, just to name a few of the main loan types that we offer. That's a lot of different loans yeah, that you is. can get there. Yeah. I, I, I also co-manage um, our treasury management department. Our treasury management services are designed to ensure that the business has sufficient funds available to them to meet their short-term and long-term obligations while minimizing their financing costs. In the past couple of years, a great deal of time on this role has been focused on the electronic banking services that UBT offers, as well as the safety and security of our customers. Hey, 
If a company is thinking about purchasing a commercial building uh, this year, what are the interest rates like? And then I think some people are kind of confused when we talk about balloon payments. Could you explain all this to people uh, who are listeners that uh, these kind of current situation with rates and balloon payments and volatility and whatnot? Sure. Over the past nine months, I think everyone's aware that we've experienced increasing interest rates for both loans and deposits. In lending, the loan rates that we offer our customers are still very good historically. When I meet with customers, many remember an interest rate environment when rates were much higher than they are today. Some remember when they borrowed money at rates as high as 18 and even or even 12 to 18%. Oh, my parents. Yeah. I remember uh being shocked when it finally broke uh, into single digits. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's now nine. You can get a loan for 9% when right. I was a brand new real estate agent. Sure. Um, today, we're seeing commercial loan rates in the 6 to 7% range. Um, the rate that the borrower receives, of course, is, depends on several factors that can impact the rate, credit history, down payment, cash flow, guarantor strength, and other factors. When a, when a customer, especially a commercial business customer comes to you, the procedures for getting a loan is a little bit different than a house. Do you have things you run into over and over and I have to tell this customer, I need this, I need that. I mean, do you have things you wish you could scream from the rooftops? <laughs> when you come in to talk to me, could you be ready with this? Sure. Um, you know, every situation is a little bit different and we need different information based on the project or the, or the financing structure that we're looking at. What I would tell people and what I would scream from the rooftops is to build a business team to help you when you're, when you're doing a project like this. And what I mean by that is build a business team with a team that you trust. And that, those teams include a banker, a CPA, attorney, real estate professionals, and other advisors. Um, some people have, um, some businesses have other, other people in that group that are either internal, external, but those make up the primary people that I would say can help you get a transaction done. So you need to be able to tell the banker, yes, I've got names and you tell me what I need to do. I will go to them and we'll get you, Mr. Banker, the answer. Todd, that's pretty much the same thing I tell people. Good. Is get get a nice team together, and, and, and it includes all those individuals. You I have think, to have them. And for us as realtors, the first question out of our mouths is, have you talked to a banker yet? <laughs> so, well, we yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, those are all important people. It, it, it's all, a, it's, it's maybe a little chicken and egg, but it all has to be together. Um, I want to pivot back to something we started talking about, and then we sort of got off onto the different services that you offer, but the, the Union Bank downtown town. Um, you bought a building across the street from where you had been, the Wells Fargo building, and you've got your sign on it now. So what, what exactly is going on in that downtown building? So we are moving our, our banking operation over to that location. Operations. Yes. Um, okay. Well, it's, it's going to be a, a, a lobby like we have you across have the street. You will have customer and, service and have customer there. service type um, products and services. Uh, we're calling it Union Bank Place. Um, they're right now in the process of a pretty extensive remodel of that mm -hmm. building yeah. and, or that location and that, that kind of that first floor area. And one of the things that we're proud of with the space is that it will include community space and other community offerings hmm. um, for our customers. So um, like uh, meeting rooms? 
Yeah, from from what I understand, there's going to be some meeting rooms and and hmm. kind of a, maybe smaller event space that that customers can take advantage of. Oh, great, uh, free Wi-Fi and some other some other services. You know what I heard? I heard Union Bank might get a coffee shop there. Well, I've heard that too, and uh, I would love to to tell you more about a coffee shop, but <laughs> that's above my pay grade. And I and there's uh, people. He's not going to tell people, us. <laughs> uh, there's there's people that are much better than I. Uh, that well, know well, about we that. we want to know first, so make sure that you tell them to tell Grow Lincoln's. Right, exactly. <laughs> as soon as it's public, you'll be the first group. That's All on. right. We've been talking to Todd Purasek, Union Bank. Thanks for coming in with some really solid advice on what to do if you're thinking about buying a commercial building this year. Coming up next, businesses opening, closing, and moving around Lincoln. We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln. 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln. Businesses opening, closing, moving around. This is a big segment where we talk about that kind of thing, which is actually one of our more popular segments on Grow Lincoln Show. I believe it is. This segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln and Sarter Heman Jewelers. New Sonic Restaurant coming to Northwest Lincoln. Boy, we have had a lot of Northwest Lincoln news today, Dave. We have. Well, we had a lot of airport news. A lot of stuff coming by the airport, and these people at the airport need to eat. What did you learn? Well, I found out that this new Sonic drive-in is coming to 1540 Northwest 50th. Pulled a building permit. $1,417,000, $1,417,000, Robin. Okay, so... It's 15, a little, little more expensive to put up a Sonic than people would think. So 15 blocks north of, like, Northwest 48th Street. So yeah. how far would that be from the new high school? It's going to be in that general area, if I, if my calculations are correct. I think it's in that general area, uh, maybe a little bit further north. And it would be 1540, that would be... So bear in mind that's 15 blocks north of uh, O Street. So, you know, you've got to jump all the Up way to by the interstate. like Northwest 48th and West Holdridge. That, yes. Yeah. Yeah, there you okay. go. Hey, Robin, we also have something happening in the south part of town. Uh, we have Mercado going in at about 30th and uh, Yankee Hill. Technically, it's in the 8601 South 30th building. That's a shopping center your company does property management for. And the Mercato is a gourmet food shop. Beef beef predominantly, beef market. And this is uh, associated with the one out on North 84th. Where, uh, like when you're heading, yeah, you're headed up North 84th and you're almost to Cornusker Highway. And you look over to the left and there's this huge massive building just kind of sitting out in a cornfield but that's the one where that restaurant is up on yeah up on casa bovina is up on second floor and then the mercado shop is on first floor did somebody didn't we announce that they're also doing something downtown oh they're doing a restaurant downtown Mm -hmm. right but i don't know if they're doing the little shop I don't know if they're doing the Mercado shop or not yeah i don't either downtown but for sure a second one going to um 
just a little bit beyond 27th and kind of um, in the area where in the building where Orange Fitness is located. Yeah, sort of out out there in front of Coles. Yeah. Well, Robin, why don't we do some stuff in the north part of town? Uh we had mentioned before about Cocky's Chicken. We understand from what they of closed. Our, yeah, they closed, and that's up on North Twenty Seventh near Walmart. Yeah, and, and our fans saw a new sign in the window. What of our owns, fans? I, yeah. I have to and confess, it, we haven't Andy checked Ringsmith. this out, but Andy yeah. Ringsmith messaged us that he saw a Delion sign yeah. in the window. So. What a and and I've said it before. That's a quite a success story for about De Leon's. Yeah. On Vine Street, not too far from Broadcast House, which, by the way, I must insert Broadcast House is for sale. Right. Ah, if you didn't know that, just in case you didn't know that. Okay, so this would be north of us, about half a mile, um, a little bit a ways down Vine Street, kind of in the residential section there. Um, there was a development that took some of the Wayuka Cemetery land and has converted it into Gatehouse Row housing project. And that is supposed to be done this quarter. And it's, a, I think, an affordable housing kind of project or, you know, reasonable, I should say reasonably priced. Moderate, yeah. Reasonably priced housing. Yeah. And Robin, we had uh, a little information from the Lincoln Journal Star regarding a church potentially changing uh, their zoning and thinking about renovating it into apartments. A I, local I architect. I thought that was an that. interesting. And we, this is a kind of between Twenty Seventh and Thirty Third in Holdridge, isn't it? It's a big stone church that was built in the I don't know the late eighteen hundreds or early nineteen hundreds. Very old property. Did you ever show that? Was I it? did not. I did not, I, but I know I did. a lot of people I took have. some clients over there for a showing. And it was, you know, for a, for a small church that's trying to grow, it was a big maintenance project. Like, how would you ever take care of a roof and a boiler if you were just this small church? I And I know that listing agent just kept calling and calling, you know, do you have anybody? Do you? <laughs> Finally, an architect came along and bought the building and says he's going to convert it to apartments. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad I to thought see that was happening. interesting. Hey, Robin, you probably know more about this uh, particular situation at Unite Place than I do. Yeah, um, we, we keep talking about Unite Place. What that means is University Place up on North 48th Street as you get up there kind of closer to Westland. past East Campus and up near Westland. Gaga's Greenery closed the second half of last year. Um, Nebraska Westland was the owner of the building. And so they brought an ordinance to city council and Bligzit locally grown storefront theater group. They asked to amend the comprehensive plan to allow a 30 person theater. Yeah, and this this was like last month that they had run this. the yeah, we ran through the city council around Christmas time. Yeah. So you just might be seeing something kind of a 30 person theater at University Place. Well, Robin, uh at the behind, and when I say behind, I mean to the west of uh, the Super Saver at 27th and Cornhusker at 3240 North 23rd. There's a interior finish uh, building permit that came up for another baseball academy. We're seeing a lot more of these. This was only $10,000. They basically need 
big open areas for these uh, academies. But, uh, uh, you know, use sports. So they rent, yeah, they rent these warehouse buildings. There's a, oh, what's the, the volley, the place where you go play sand volleyball. Is it over near that? Uh, yeah, not very far from there. Actually. What, what's that bar? I know that bar. I can't remember, but I can't yeah. remember either. Yeah, so that would be kind of a good place where stuff like that's going on. Well, we probably need to wrap it up for the Grow Lincoln show. If you have pictures of new construction, want to know what it is, or if your company is moving to a new building, please reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm.